This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. When we signed off on Friday, we said hopefully Monday's show brings you highlights from two victories from the Yingling Center, and indeed, that's what we got coming your way. A program record shooting display by the men's basketball team against UTSA gives the Bulls another conference victory, make it five in a row. The Bulls are alone in third place in the league. We'll also give you a rundown of what went on elsewhere in the American on both the men's and the women's basketball courts. It was actually a very productive Saturday for the women's basketball team because the trend of teams that beat the Bulls losing continued, which is important if you want to try and catch back up to teams that beat you. And the Bulls needed to do their part, and for a half, Sunday didn't look like it was going to happen. And then the second half, where the Bulls shut down East Carolina. Pirates were without one of the best players in the conference due to injury. And then the best player on the team, who had an amazing first half, got locked down, and the Bulls win it 54-40. to So it was a very happy alumni weekend. You'll hear from both head coaches. You'll hear from the leading scores for both teams, Kobe Knox for the guys, Romy Levy for the ladies, so that's all coming your way. We'll also give you a recap of the weekend in tennis. We said it would be very challenging for both the men and the women playing in the ITA kickoff event. Both teams got swept in the opening round by top 10 teams. But the men did turn around and get a victory in Knoxville, Tennessee against Washington on Sunday. And track and field grabbed six victories at the Lenny Lyles Invitational. And Louisville will give you a recap of that as well. We'll go in order as far as basketball goes. So let's start off with what happened on Saturday afternoon. Tremendous crowd at the Yingling Center. On a Gasparilla Saturday to have more than 5,000 fans was pretty impressive. And they got a show. We said on this show that UTSA was... 15th in the country in made threes per game, around 10.2, and was a dangerous offensive team. Well, UTSA hit 10 three-pointers exactly. Bulls did them up with 18 of their own. That is a school record. They tied it earlier this season with 14. Hard to believe this is the same team that struggled badly in losses against Central Michigan and Maine in those two games. If you're just jumping on the bandwagon, which is fine. Welcome on in. Bulls are 13-5, and five, but they had a couple losses early in the season in games where they just couldn't buy a three and clearly would have won if they were making any of them. They were 1-for-17 against Central Michigan, lost by five, and 2-for-20 against Maine. But since then, they've gotten the three-pointers to drop, and on this day, you're going to hear plenty of those highlights, starting off with the first half. It's called by Jim Lighthall and Joy Johnston. Self Miguel to throw it in for the Bulls. There's a lob caught by Walker, two-handed dunk. And that got a nasty snarl from Amir Abdul-Rahim because that was nasty. That was nasty, but a wonderfully drawn-up play. USF gets it into Plosser. Shot clock down to seven. He's out on the logo. Crosses over, trying to beat his man off the dribble. He shoots a leaner. That's good! Jose Plosser with one second to go on the shot clock. It's a 15-foot fadeaway. Oh, complete nonsense by Jose Plosser, but it goes in. It has been that kind of game for USF so far. 10-17 to go in the first half. Bulls lead by 10. Selton Miguel, left wing, puts it on the floor this time. Gets to the middle. Crosses over, loses his man. Pulls it up and misses the jump shot. Youngblood tips it all the way out to midcourt. Selton Miguel got it back. 
Here comes Splosser, trailing the play in the corner to Youngblood. His three is good! Of course Youngblood is the guy that finishes the possession. He's the guy that saved the possession. Rebound by the Bulls. Here comes Jaden Reed the other way. Bounce pass to Selt Miguel to the basket. Rolled off, put back by Kobe Knox! Oh, the Tampa Catholic Crusader came flying in there to close it out. And a timeout by Steve Hedson and UTSA. 30 to 18, the Bulls are doing everything right in the early going. Some of the many good moments from that first half, and what I love most about it was just in general. The Bulls came in 5-1 and one in the conference, but had to come back in the second half to win all five of their conference games, for that matter, in their loss to UAB. They came back from down 10 in the second half and took the lead before losing to the Blazers. Boy, thinking back to that game how the free throws did not favor the Bulls, but what they've had go their way in some of the wins kind of wipes out the fact that they might have not gotten all the breaks in their one conference loss. I think it, it balances out pretty well, but in this case, you had a team that potentially you could put away early, and the Bulls did just that, and I thought that was very important. You can't have every game be you're dicking yourself out of a hole. In this game, the Bulls jumped ahead 19-6, to while we mentioned their offensive stats, the Roadrunners not exactly great on the other end, allowing 85 points a game. Now, they did hit a three and then a couple free throws, and it was 36-30 with three minutes to go, and you're thinking, okay, Bulls were up 13, it's been cut in half, got to finish strong, and they did. A guy that's been doing a lot for the Bulls made sure of that. Carter in the near corner, he's stuck down there, he's got to shoot a three-point leaner that's an air ball, picked up by USF. They get it ahead to Selt Miguel, he's going to go through contact, off the window went in, and Miguel finally gets that bucket, and he's shaking his head because he's saying to himself, it's about time. Yeah, and as you mentioned, he's going right to the basket, and that's a good way to create points for yourself and get some confidence back. Miguel, one for eight, but a big basket there, and the Bulls lead. 41-30. Jaden goes left off a screen. Now he leaves it to Stroud. Passes up the jump shot. Gets it to Selton Miguel. Selton right wing. Shot clock at seven. Steps back. Launches a three. There it is. Street music for Selton Miguel. A triple there. And Amir Abdurrahim takes a timeout. Bulls have their largest lead, 44-30. Boy, Selton just needed one to go through the basket, and then the floodgates were going to open. Yeah, I apologize to Selton. I made sure to wonder, wait, why is he not among the nation's leaders in three-point shooting percentage and long story short he didn't have enough attempts because at the time he was shooting around 47 percent on threes and went back to back 0 for 4 from distance in games against Wichita and Temple after I brought it up in this game he ended up three for eight that's okay he didn't have to be red hot because the rest of the team was that was the first half now on our podcast page I'm going to put together all 18 made three-pointers, and you can just enjoy that. But here on this, well, we're pressed for time version of the show because we want to get to everything else that happened. Here's just a few of the threes, including the record tires and breakers. Left side into the corner. It goes to Kobe Knox for three. Yes! Oh, my goodness gracious. It's raining threes on a Gasparilla Saturday. And Kobe Knox is the meteorologist who's making it happen. Kobe Knox has come alive. 16 points. Four made three-pointers. The Bulls have hurt, have hit 13 threes. We still have 12.09 to go in this game. Bossair, cross-court to Knox. In the corner, Selt Miguel. He's going to put it on the floor. He gets caught. Now he gets it inside to Corey Walker. Dribbles it. Kicks it back out to Bossair. He'll load up a three. There it is! They tie the school record with a 14th triple. Amazing. Pryor set a screen earlier, now sets another one. Miguel goes between the legs, kicks it in the corner. Plus air for three. Got it! Bingo! The Bulls have done it. A new school record of 15th triple. 
Unbelievable display of long-range shooting all afternoon for the Bulls. Lossair drives it into the paint, kicks it to Hines in the corner to Youngblood. Catch it, two, three. Bam! Damn. That's 16, baby. Keep loading them up. Sweet 16, Chris Youngblood provides another three. He's four of six. Here's a pass inside. Casey Pryor, two-handed dunk. Miguel set him up at Pryor with a two-handed flush, and the Bulls are doing it all today. That's what the people want to see. Jason Pryor jamming it. Out the hind, shot clock at six. They pass it, hits the official. Poisson picks it back up. Around a man, fires a three on the move. Got it! Oh my goodness! Not how they drew it up, but it results in the 18th made three. Count them 18, and the Bulls with five players and double figures. Case and Pryor had just a normal human being type game, only picked up two rebounds in this one, got a couple fouls early, and it did not bother the Bulls because the shots were falling. Not just 18 makes, but 18 for 33. That's 54.5%. On the other side, UTSA actually shot fewer threes, which is wild, and made just about a third of theirs, 10 for 29. Bulls didn't get to the free throw line much. In fact, this is one of those games where you had so much action on the perimeter, it makes sense. Not a lot of fouls, only 20 total fouls called in this game. So the Bulls didn't need to win it from the line. And you heard Jose Placer throwing up some shots. I think we have to key on him because Jaden Reed has been the freshman point guard who's looked the better option until recently. And Placer not only can run the point, but can really fill it up offensively. He scored 16 points in this one after getting 17 two games ago. So he's basically seen his scoring average go up a point and a half over the last three contests. Kobe Knox scored 18 points to lead the way. He was 6-9 from the floor, 4-6 of six on threes, picked up five boards by the way. Three Bulls went 4-6 of six on threes, plus there, Knox and Chris Youngblood, who just had that really smooth, quick stroke. He only attempted nine field goals, made five of them, scored 15 points. Selton Miguel had the more volume by eight, had the most shots on the team, was just 5 for 17. But get this, six assists for Selton. Got to love that stat. He led the team in that category. And the other player in double figures we mentioned was Pryor, who scored 12 points. Brandon Stroud picked up 12 rebounds for the Bulls. Jaden Ivy Curry, who's the leader on the other side, despite not starting, did have a fantastic game, 5 of 9 on threes and scored 23. But that was it for Roadrunners and double figures. And again, the Bulls had five in double figures. Now, before we get to a little bit of what Amir Abdurrahim and Kobe Knox had to say with Jim and Joey postgame, I wanted to take this clip from the pregame. By the way, if you missed the pregame interview, you're missing out. You get a great scouting report of the opponent. And Amir is very giving of his time with Jim Lighthall. And with Alumni Weekend being a thing, and we've talked about how he respects the program's history. I love this exchange. Coach, uh, I guess before we start with the X's and O's and the opponent, let's uh, talk about Alumni Day because there's a lot of former Bulls that are here, and this is something that's been very near and dear to your heart. No, absolutely, and I'm going to correct you. We don't say former Bulls, forever Bulls. All right, they're always Bulls. Once they're a Bull, they're always a Bull. So we, from now on, we'll, we'll address them as forever Bulls. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited about today because, you know, to have a chance to interact and, you know, meet all the guys who laid the foundation for this great program that um, I'm so privileged to be the caretaker of right now. It's about them. Always has been, always will be, just like it'll always be about our current Bulls. That was before the game, and now after the game, what he had to say courtside with the guys. 
And incidentally, before we set up with Jose Fernandez, yesterday after the Bulls won, Amir Abdurrahim, right before we're going on the air, came over and shook Jose's hand. The love between the two programs is so cool to see. But yeah, this is Saturday after the victory. That's all the Bulls go to. Six and one in the American and 13 and five overall. Coach, the three point record at South Florida had stood for over 30 years here with 14 makes. You matched that earlier this season against Alabama State. You obliterated it today with 18 made threes, and everyone contributed there as well. You had three different guys with four makes. You got great looks from the perimeter. It, it, great, I, exactly. We, we had a game plan of coming in wanting to get paint touches, driving kick threes. Um, you know, and I'm probably being a little bit too much of a coach by complaining after we made 18 threes. But I thought we still took maybe seven or eight that were kind of unnecessary. But I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. Um, and just be really proud of our team, the way they shared the ball and the way they trusted their training and their shot mechanics. There's a lot of guys we could talk about individually, but we'd like to ask uh, you a little bit about Kobe Knox, Man. who had 18 points, four blocks, two assists, two steals, five rebounds. He filled up the stat sheet. He has taken more of a, an important role offensively, making some big shots for you. As I, as I mentioned to you guys before, it was only a matter of time for Kobe Knox. You know, again, I, I can remember when my older brother um, got traded from the Grizzlies to the Hawks. And... Now he's coming home to play in front of friends and family, and he started the season out not bad, but like kind of rocky, just didn't get in a great groove. But, and, I, and I asked him about it all the time. He was just like, man, it was so many people you had to get tickets for. You had so much this and that. And that's kind of what Kobe went through early on. And since conference has hit, man, that joker is hitting his stride, and, man, he – he works as hard as anybody on our team, uh, Mr. Knox. They have a they have a phrase: nobody works harder than the Knoxes. And, <laughs> and I can't. Uh, I'm not gonna argue with him. You know, the, those guys they put in their time, they put in their work, and he's earned the right to have the games that he's had. Kobe Knox coming to our broadcast spot right now for a sit down, a quick word. Good to see him, uh, Kobe. Congratulations on the victory. Uh, how how nice is this to do this in front of friends and family? I don't know if we have a chance to ask you that this year yet. Yeah, it's really nice just coming from uh, Grand Canyon all the way in Phoenix. I, don't, I didn't really get the, a lot of the opportunities to play in front of my friends and family. So just uh, come back here in front of my hometown is really good. So contributions everywhere. What is it about this team that's kind of allowed it to hit this rhythm in the last few weeks? Uh, just everyone's belief in each other. We know um, guys can make shots. So as long as we're moving the ball, you know, driving and kicking for threes, we know we'll get open shots for everybody, and we have belief in everybody to make a shot. So, um that's just what's going in this team right now, just a belief in each other and our love for each other. And that's just, you know, we have confidence in everybody to make the shot. And they're obviously confident at home. They've won eight in a row, but guess what? Now they go on the road for the next two. The Bulls are a half game out of first place. Charlotte, which went to Tulane and won over the weekend. So Charlotte, we highlighted their back-to-back -back wins coming down 20 points last week. Yeah, they just took care of Tulane on the road. That really stood out to me. Charlotte tied for first with FAU, which beat North Texas at the buzzer. Oh, yeah, North Texas is good, but that dropped them below the Bulls. It's Charlotte and FAU 7-1, USF 6-1, North Texas and UAB, which, of course, defeated the Bulls 5-2. and two. And the Bulls have to go to Denton, Texas, to play UNT on Saturday. But first, Wednesday night against East Carolina – which topped Temple in overtime to get to 4-4 four four in the league, which is a good league, by the way. UAB 
beats Memphis 97 to 88. Memphis is all of a sudden slumping. SMU, which had the best computer ranking outside of Memphis and FAU, went to winless in-conference Wichita Sunday and lost. It is a competitive conference, and the Bulls are right near the top of it, which is awesome to see. Well, the women's version of the American Athletic Conference is only going to bring one team to the NCAA tournament. We've been telling you there's not much difference between the top and, well, say, 10th or 11th place. The Bulls were actually in 10th place entering their game on Sunday. Now they're tied for 7th thanks to a fantastic second half. Highlights and post-game of that, along with tennis and track and field when Bulls beat continues.